0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to our Twenties Podcast. Welcome back,
1: everyone. Happy Friday.
0: Happy Friday. And it's a very special Friday indeed, because it is the podcast. woo <laughs> <laughs> uh today we have on our very best friends kayleen elizabeth and ashley kate we have been friends since we were in elementary school and we told you guys on tuesday that they would be joining us for a very special friendship episode and we've been trying to do this for a long time ladies i don't Um, know why we haven't literally since started we have no excuse it's taken us two years to to get to this point
1: (laughs) which definitely does not define our reliability as friends but no
0: no But does, does provide an example of our not amazingness at scheduling. Correct. Correct, correct, correct. Um, So we're going to be talking about all things friendship we're going to reminisce on some of our friendship and talk about you know things that we wish we knew in our 20s, things that we're learning in our 20s, all the good stuff. Uh but first let's go around and have everyone introduce themselves and tell us a little bit about who you are, where you're from, and how old you are because that's what we ask all our guests to start off the show. Um let's start out with Ashley Kate. Hello, hello, hello. Third time guest.
1: Third time's a charm. How are
2: you? Have you guys had anybody else three times? No.
1: <laughs> start like no.
2: So I guess I'm special. I am Ashley Kate. What do I have to say? Brenda wrote it. Um, I'm Ashley Kate. I'm from Long Island, Gu- like oh. my ladies over here, and I am 26 years old. Super old.
3: No, like really. Super Easy old. Lizzie, Lizzie Lou. Lou. Yeah. That's um. It. <laughs> My name is Liz. I'm only a second time podcast guest, wow. um, but I am 24 and I'm also from Long Islands. Amazing. Kale. Kale. Uh, I'm Kayleen. I am
4: first time guest. So I'm the only one that no one's heard before. Um, welcome. I, welcome. Thank you. I am from Long Island. I live in Queens now. I work in organ donation and healthcare. So I work in hospitals uh, facilitating organ
0: donation, which is very cool. So and cool. Uh, yes. uh, are we going to really put on our Long Island accents for this podcast? Oh, yeah. I
3: is feel like really? they're just going to come
0: out like they just rubble off on me when I'm around you too. It's me and Liz. It's, yes. it's yeah. definitely they're the very, two of you. When we bring it out in each Island. other.
1: In each other we're <laughs> gonna turn are off like the show different people
0: it does get know. stronger when we're together yes it
1: does. yeah I like sure. I think I have the most like proper form of speaking comparatively Properly. Mm-hmm. but when I'm around you guys for some reason it, com- it comes out of me in a it way just where I'm like comes out. you're not even from here what are you talking about <laughs> you're
0: from another country <laughs> like,
1: what anyways
0: we appreciate um, it
1: so so much and we've we've been talking about obviously the girls like listen to a lot of the episodes and whatnot and we've been talking about recently just so much related to friendship and julia and i were saying on monday's nope tuesday's episode that it's just so crazy how this show has really been such a journal of our lives and like what's at the forefront of our lives and recently Friendship has just really been at the top of it, uh, between just so many different things happening, Julia moving, us kind of just being a little bit further apart than we're used to, navigating the second half of our 20s, which is definitely very different than the first half, (laughs) Um, and yeah, a lot of listeners who either do have special and unique friendships or are craving them are definitely invested in this topic, so if you guys want to dive into, I guess, after Pride and Pickle Jew, some things that are friendship special and unique. Yeah. we think
0: about? Well, yeah. And I think we're going to break this episode probably into two episodes because there's a lot of us here and we have a lot to say. And we're chatty. Kathy's over here. We'll probably talk about more about friendship in the first, you know, what makes good friendships, what's kept our relationship so strong in the first half. And then we'll get into some funny stories and some things that we wish we knew earlier in our 20s in the second half of the show. But before we do all that, it's time for
1: Pride and Pickle. I love it goes. It's it's very very nice. I love having more people on the show so that they can just see how ridiculous you you,
0: you <laughs> have to be dedicated. You don't have to do I a dance. It. If you don't do the arm, it doesn't come out correct. No,
1: like. usually she usually a like little burp gets
0: caught. It's the key. The arms, the key. Yeah, sometimes a burp happens in the middle. Or like, like really wood producing wood. a lot of air, you know. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm the actor in you
0: it's the actor in me. Um, brenda kick it I, off am
1: i gonna do a pride and a pickle or just yeah. the girls no you I can am. kick it off sure okay okay my pride this week is that after tomorrow i'm gonna have paid off my credit card and that feels fucking good oh, wow Ooh,
0: that's, that's a really no, good pride
1: it is and that's really Chris good cut it and chop it up wow <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah so we're not you gonna can't open
4: you yeah, say? don't close the See, account open
1: yeah I because really your credit's be. gonna go down if you close the account but should i chop the card and just like not so i would I... just put the card in a drawer yeah just put it away. A draw. that's what i did in a drawer okay, yeah and go. you should draw, just you should
0: just charge like one thing on it like once a month and immediately pay it off like use it for like ten dollars and pay off the ten dollars because mm-hmm. that keeps so you more good.
1: accounts open though because that builds your credit yeah. so don't close that account Okay, so you guys, 20s tips. Thank you very much. Thank you. Um, And then my pickle. Um, My pickle is I've been thinking about this a lot. It just started this way in general about like talking about myself and being like more assertive. And I think it just like triggered a big like thought pattern in me where Mm. it like makes me, I feel like I've done a lot of growing in this area where I like definitely used to let people walk all over me a whole lot more. And I definitely feel like I hold my own. But I think that when people, and I'm just literally realizing this right now, but I think that when people say stuff like that to me, it makes me like question things to an extent because I'm like, what the fuck? Like I thought like I had this piece of things figured out. It doesn't mean that I don't resort to likeness and care and respect first, because I do. But at the same time, I feel like I've started to own a lot more that like I know the way that I connect with people best and like kind of standing in my standing my ground on that And yeah, I don't know. So it's just, it's weird, because I feel like, especially with, like, um, people of authority in your life, it's like hard to, to, which obviously shows the assertive pieces can be hard. Um, But yeah, it's hard to, like, communicate stuff like that when people might not, like, fully grasp what it is that you're trying to Communicate. So that's the pickle. Mm-hmm.
0: Let's pass it to Kylene. Hey, okay, um. Oh, see. also, please include if you like pickles or not. No, okay. I've never had a pickle jelly. We just talked about this. A that
2: couple makes years. literally no, <sighs> sense. It makes no sense. Disgusting. You've gone wow. to the Merrick Street Fair how many times? Mr.
1: Pickle never tempted you? No, they look so gross. They literally. Have you watched SpongeBob with the Kevin the cucumber? It looks. He looks gross. Like she's literally So tr- no good.
4: And there's so many variations of pickle. Okay, so I love pickle. Um, Thank you. Thank you.
0: You're welcome here on our show. I you should. What's your I favorite
4: eat kind of pickle? Bread and butter, the chip Yes. Oh. oh. But I oh. eat pickles, like, just, like, out of the jar. I don't need yeah. to eat with anything.
3: Right, um,
4: let me see. Mine's, like, not – my first one's not going to be super deep. My pride is that I have a new show obsession, um, Euphoria. I am obsessed with it. Oh, so good. I, I binge, like, the entire show in, like – a week and a half um from season did one you watch it, Ashley,
2: no did it trigger you because we have similar triggers
4: no because it like i've loved the show so much because it like gives such a good explanation of what it's like to like have anxiety like they talk about like there's like scenes and i mean obviously they resorted to like drugs with their anxiety which like i never have um luckily, just prescription but just <laughs> yeah. prescription But they kind of they talk about even like the breathing where it's like if you focus on your breathing too much you feel like you're gonna die so it was like just interesting I feel like it's the first show I've seen that like depicts anxiety so well like I've never seen a show I've seen shows depict depression and other but I've never seen them like grasp anxiety that way so that was my pride Um, recommend that show to everyone it does have a lot of like other wild things though. And it was not anything like the high schools that we went to. Isn't no, there like so a lot of wieners in it? Yes. There's yes. a lot of new, especially the first season. The second season, not as much. The first no, there's season, so many like,
0: dicks in season two. Are you kidding? <laughs> yeah,
4: but I heard they were all oh, aesthetics.
0: Yeah. No, aesthetics doesn't
4: count. Um, yeah, there's a lot of dicks and a lot of butts. Um, and then my pickle is ever since that, so I had COVID over the summer. Um, disclaimer: I was already fully vaccinated. I had COVID and I have had stomach issues that have been terrible since then. In the last two weeks, I've seen two gastroenterologists, like no one can figure out what's wrong with me. Um, They kind of are just like, like they ruled out everything, like celiac, colitis, all this stuff. And they're just like always like COVID induced IBS. But like, (gasps) I just like can't like my stomach, it hurts every single day on Valentine's day. I went out to dinner with my boyfriend, like came home, threw up my entire meal. So no, oh God, no. Hell, that's awful. Yeah. It's been, it's just been like annoying. It's like, it's yeah. like a lot of my days. So that's my pickle. But that's awful. It's
1: a, big that sucks. Pickle. Yeah. It's a really, really big one.
3: That is a big one. Liz. Um, my pride is, I swear. I thought I had one. My pride is that I have been waking up every single morning and going to the gym this week, every day so far, which is really hard for me. That's waking, amazing. Waking up early is so hard for me. I love my sleep. It's really like an intense love. Um, but I have been waking up every morning and I've been way more energetic throughout the day. So that's definitely my pride. Wow, Yeah. time to go to bed. Um, Pretty early. I'll start laying in bed around 9.00. And I'll probably fall asleep around a quarter to 10 to 10 15, wow. like that little bit You're of You're like a toddler. That's literally like when I'm toddling to the gym. But if I go to that. the gym, anyway. <laughs> but if I don't go to sleep that early, then there's no shot I'm waking up tomorrow. Like, no. no shot. But that's my pride. And my pickle is I've been so emotional this week like so emotional. And it has nothing to do with hormones. Like my period's not coming. I just think that maybe it's the moon, but it's just like, so (laughs) don't actually excuse last week. (laughs) (laughs) Um, no, but I think, I don't know. I've just been so emotional. And I think that a lot of, um, underlying things have been coming up, but luckily I've been able to deal with them and figure out ways that, I can no longer feel those triggers. Um, For example, unfollowing certain people on social media, deleting dating apps, like all those things. So I guess that's partly a pride as well that I'm figuring out how to navigate it, but definitely a pickle because like, why am I crying every day? Get over it. I think that you
2: need to keep in mind, especially with like the dating app thing, I've been thinking about this, that you need to do what feels right right now. And if right now it doesn't feel right, fine. Don't give up forever. If no. like in a month you feel like it, go back.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I can't keep doing things in absolutes. And that's a lesson that I keep mm. learning over and over again is that I love to be an all or nothing bitch. And I just need to cut that out because it's not conducive to the life that's that I want to live. Yeah,
1: yeah, definitely. And I think that's such a good tip for anyone listening too, because I think it's like, something and you've obviously we were we already cried over your growth a couple episodes ago so we don't need to do that we'll we'll, <laughs> we'll give the real real too um just that i think a lot of people also struggle with that fact of like if something doesn't work out being like oh then it's not for me it's not meant for me this is my right. out and i feel like that's something that you come across a lot where it's like oh this isn't working like this this date or this whatever didn't go the way that i expected or didn't happen at all and therefore this must not be meant for me and i think there's this exact like ashley couldn't have put it better I don't know. I don't feel like I never say Ashley, so I don't know why I Ashley. feel like <laughs> Ashley. Ashley. <laughs> I feel like Matilda. Um, and just like being open to, and I think you, you have gotten better with this, but being open to like going with the flow and like if if in in two weeks from now you're like mm, you know what I'm kind of, I'm kind of feeling that again when you're like in that headspace. But I think also there's this pressure right now to kind of like have that stuff figured out and to find someone. And right now, especially, I feel like because less people are like going out out all the time. Yeah. That it's it's there's this pressure to be like, okay, well online like is kind of the most conducive way right now, but it might not be that way for everyone. Yeah.
2: I yeah. It might be right now. You've had like some negative experiences.
4: I mean, Ashley <laughs> like pre us meeting our boyfriends on dating apps, like how many times did you like delete the apps? Like I oh would God, hear, constantly I would delete the pre- like the
2: same people.
4: Yeah, you, you see the same orange. people on every app and then you delete the apps and you're like, oh, I give up. And then you go on. And it's like really true. Like dating is really like a numbers game. Like, mm. you know, it's really, you have to talk to as many people as, you know, as many people as talk to you. It's and exhausting. Eventually yeah. yeah, it is. It is exhausting. And I totally was in that position of like, I would delete everything for like a month and be like, whatever, I'm not doing this. Cause like you get weird comments from people, but then it's like, okay, there is, especially now like post COVID, people are still kind of weird about going out so yeah it is the only way right now unless you know you were in a job where you were meeting a bunch of new people but you're in an office setting so
3: yeah and it's like I don't know I feel like I never hear people talk about dating app fatigue
2: but oh it's
4: real it's
3: real it's so real
2: it's very discouraging it makes you like lose faith in humanity
3: half the time because they say weird stuff and there's no faith anymore in men I have none.
4: <laughs> and especially seeing the same guy on like 14 apps and then like he adds you on Instagram and you're like, "Okay, you're a serial dater. Like, I don't want to talk to you." But all it you- takes
0: is one kid. Yeah. Yep. And That's- and important to remember that men are having the same experience on their side as well. Like yeah. literally yesterday, Josh like came out of his room and was like, "Should I re-download Hinge?" Like, and we we're like, "There's okay, good guys well- on there too." Yeah, but then the question was like, well, why are you downloading it? Like, are you downloading it because you're bored or are you downloading it because you really want to go on dates? And like, you know, guys are having like the similar experience of like, like, is this the right time for me to be using this for the right reasons? And like, sometimes it will be the right reasons and sometimes it won't be the right reasons. Like for Josh, like, I know that right now he would not be doing it for the right reasons. So we were like, "Mm, don't waste your time on that right now. Like, you're not going in it with the right intention. and at another, but in like a couple weeks or so, it may be like, oh yeah, like you're feeling like in a better space for that. Like, yeah, go put yourself out there, meet somebody. So it's like, I love what you said about not doing things in absolute and what Ashley commented on that, because, you know, sometimes it's the right season for things in your life. And sometimes it's, it's not. And that doesn't mean dating in general. It just means like maybe that particular dating app or the way you're using that particular dating app.
1: Yeah. And I think it's hard when like we can convince ourselves of literally anything. We've all experienced that multiple times. And like to really be able to be honest with yourself about like where you are, like sometimes it's hard to know because there's such a difference between like really being ready or feeling like you want something versus, you know, like thinking you're ready and, and really just like being in a in a different space. So that's hard. And also something that I realized as we were going through the the hinge and bumble things on my TV the other day, was like there's so much pressure to like say the right thing like Mm -hmm. it's almost like like a like such a different type of first impression from what I noticed but where it's like like you have to say something like kind of quirky but not creepy but like not too weird but like still funny enough where you keep someone's attention like that's a lot of pressure yeah Yeah. and you have to hope that they
4: get your sense of humor like you have to like the banter you're putting across like well, actually and
0: that's hard hit. when you when you have never met someone and have never felt their energy or yeah. like know their voice or their tone like that's hard yeah I, I mean to. we could do a whole episode on <laughs> yeah. this alone maybe but maybe. let's maybe. shift it over to Ashley Kate for her pride and pick Ashley Kate Ashley Kate <clears throat> um my pride is
2: like a little two-sided because I'm definitely ashamed of it but I'm proud of it at the same time Um, I went to the dentist today for the first time (laughs) in literally years because like you're not supposed to go outside like I'm gonna let somebody put their fingers in my mouth like Mm -mm. no um so I went and the dentist said (laughs) he said wow they look wonderful what have you been doing for two years just brushing your teeth all day and jokes on him because I literally never brush my teeth at night they're lying to
0: us. That's on God.
2: Period. You don't need to brush your teeth at That's night. That's on God. That li- essentially, like my dentist said that by telling he me must. that. My teeth are wonderful. Like rarely. Wow. Like, X-rays, a cleaning, the whole nine.
0: No cavities. And like no,
3: nothing. I think
2: it
0: is pretty genetic.
2: You
3: don't have a cavity. I'm sure.
2: I don't have a cavity, you and know. I don't brush my teeth at night, and I eat candy. And Ashley Kate eats
4: candy I at sleep. night.
0: He's the Candyland. I eat candy in my bed. In my the toothpaste companies are just out here spreading lies
4: to
2: get us to buy a toothpaste. Four out of five. I thought for sure I was going to be scheduling a root canal today, but, but like, no
0: <laughs> jokes wow. on them.
2: So that's my pride slash shame spiral <laughs> and my pickle. I think it's just like, life is hard. Yeah. And realizing that life is hard in this, like, period of life this sounds very vague but like it just is and I think that realizing it is like a big slap in the face you know like we had this idea that that we were going to be 20 and then we were going to be like adults and all this like fun stuff and like the world is ending and crumbling around
4: us so yeah, yeah. we so lost like two years of our 20s almost it feels like oh or yeah have like you seen those solid games? year we media. lost a year, I'm 26, but if you're
2: doing it in COVID years, I'm actually 24.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it's so true. It, it is, is. Yeah. and and I think that it's, like, important to bring up, because I think a lot of times we we can paint, like, this this picture that things are solid, and I think for all of us, at least, with our friendship, and this is definitely something that I think makes our friendship special, um, is that I don't feel like we have this tendency to, to like, want to impress each other to an extent. Like, I really feel like when we're together, we are honest about where it is that we are if those questions come up obviously a lot of times we're laughing our asses off and that's a huge component of it all um and catching up but i do really love and appreciate that we're able to be like yeah i don't have my shit together right now and i won't probably won't have it together tomorrow and and it's okay um and i think that that's ever since like we all started being like more intentional about being vulnerable with one another i feel like it's made our friendship deeper um and I don't know. I, I think it just makes all like everybody collectively feel less alone, but Ash off of like, just life being hard. Ugh, I it's, it's such a hard thing because I think that like I I think we've talked about this with like experiencing both joy, but like also pain at the same time where it's like, you can experience both, like, and then having guilt, like if the world is falling apart, like, I know we've had this conversation, Ash, about like, is it okay for me to like go to a concert or like have fun or like spend time with my boyfriend? If like this area of life is falling Mm -hmm. apart, this person needs me, like Mm -hmm. it's, It's so hard, but it's like where where is that line between like stopping your life or stopping the joy and just like living in a state of pain and fear and whatever? But like where's the balance between experiencing both? And we've
2: all had to ask ourselves that within the last few years because it's been like it's like, do I go and be quote unquote risky or do I stay in my bunker for the next 10 years till this all goes away?
4: And it's how you're gonna be perceived. Like I feel like a lot, like we felt a lot of like, okay, like. I mean, I'm thinking like this summer of COVID kind of like every time we would do something, we were like, like at one point, I know, I, I'm not sure who it was, but like one of us made it a point to like make the Instagram caption, like we were all got COVID tests before we hung out. Like you feel like people don't yeah. perceive you as being like yeah. careless or being all these things, which like we're not, we're just trying to have somewhat of a normal life in our 20s. Yeah.
2: And I think people have given themselves and each other a lot more grace now than they were at that point because now now we're all kind of like easing back in we're recognizing the value of social interaction and like all of that because we've had so little of it yeah the last few years so I think that people are kind of starting to see the other side but yeah think about
0: yeah my pride is kind of off of that of like dealing with shame and joy at the same time of I've been like feeling that a lot lately of feeling like oh well I can't you know like I can't go out on Saturday night because like I I haven't reached this marker that I've set for myself in like my career yet like and then I'll like put myself in this like shame spiral of like why are you going out and enjoying yourself on the weekends when like you have work to be doing um has been like my internal battle a lot this past yeah. couple weeks, months. And on Sat, I was really feeling that like this past Saturday night, like I was in the shower and I just started to go on lists that sh- like shame spiral of like, should I just cancel my plans? Like, should I not go? Like, should I just say I don't feel good? And then I was like, well, what am I going to do? Like sit at home. There's no work to be done tonight. Like, so what am I going to do? Like sit at home and then also not have fun. And so like, I literally looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, And this is the pride part of it of that. I looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, Julia, like your life is meant to be enjoyed. Like you're here for so long. Like you don't know how long that is. And your life is meant to be full of experiences and joy. And like, how dare you take that from yourself? Because you have this belief about yourself that is just made up like and So I felt really proud of myself because I was like, we're going to let this go. We're going to go out and we're going to have fun tonight. And we're going to be present where we are because your life is meant to be enjoyed. And, and I just felt really good in that moment to be able to like stop that spiral because normally I'll like try to push it away, but then it's like kind of there in the back of my mind during the night and I'll like click into it, click out of it, but just making the choice to be like, no, like we're not doing this. Like you, you don't have to take away your own joy and that's something that I've been like really working on so it felt good to like be able to like do that in absolute and like stop myself from going down that spiral um and then also like mind spirals I've been my which is my pickle I've been thinking about I don't know if you guys have heard of it like Glennon Doyle calls this thing that women have like the ticker have you guys heard like her reference this all okay so Glennon Doyle talks about on her podcast how like women we kind of inherently have this ticker that it's like we're always thinking about all of the things that need to be done all of the time for not just us but for also the people around us and it's something that like men don't seem to have in general of course we're making big generals here but that like in relationships like moms a lot of the time will be like on top of everything and the husbands will come in in a heterosexual relationship and be like how can I help which means you don't know you don't inherently have the list of things in your head that I inherently have. So it's like, it almost makes you, it's like, how do you not know how to help? Like, why don't you see all of the things that I see that need to be done? So I, I just really resonate with that. Cause I feel like I have like such a big ticker for not just me, but for also the people around me. And I think most women do. And so particularly lately, like my boyfriend, Nathan is moving. And I feel like my ticker is like, this needs to be done. And this needs to be done. And this needs to be done for his move. And I'm spending so much of my time thinking about how to cross off the the to-do list of his move, which he has not asked me to do. Like this is my own internal ticker. And like, and then I like, I'll get like upset at him for that, but he didn't ask me to do that. Like he didn't ask me to like complete tasks on his to-do list or think about his to-do list all day long, but I'll get mad. I'll be like, well, why can you focus on your work all day even though you have all these things to do, but I'm sitting here not being able to focus on my work because I'm thinking about your to-do list. And so it's just been such an interesting concept of like, like being really aware of this like ticker and dealing with that, you know, it's not his fault that like I have this, but also like needing to prioritize my myself and my to-do list yeah. versus like other people's to-do list, even though in my brain, I'm like, I have to fix everybody else's life. And like for Josh too, I do it for him too. Like, I'm like, you know, like, it's just like, I have to fix every, make sure everybody else around me is in order and then I can be in order, which yeah. I think is something I need to work on.
1: Yeah. Definitely. I, think, on it's hard. Your I think it's like mask, mask first, baby. Yes. yes. Gotta put you on what? your oxygen mask first. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you sure do yeah. yeah.
2: It's hard though.
1: It's hard. I, I think there's something too about like that you can't you can't give what you don't have. Is that the right phrase? And that like w- within the same putting on your own mask first. I don't know. I, I feel like that's something that we all keep learning. And you, I think for you too, like you're obviously incredibly empathetic and it comes along with that also of like just wanting your people to be okay. Like I mm-hmm. I, I said that to Liz, I, I think this morning where I was like, oh, I just feel such a heaviness. Like, I feel like my mom is stressed and I want to take it away from her. And we just have this like genuine yes. heart-filled desire to want to take away other exactly. people's pain or, stress yep. or whatever, but then we just ultimately end up adding it onto our own plates. Yep. And again, they didn't ask. It's just no, like it's a responsibility.
0: And it's hard to separate. And then like, I find it hard to like accomplish then my own tasks. Cause I'm so busy worrying about everybody else.
3: Yeah. Mm.
1: I think it is good though, that you are like looking at it in like in terms of like a ticker, like almost like something like outside of yourself, like as yeah. you do this, when you talk about like, like OCD and stuff like that to an extent, like you like separate it from yourself. And I think that looking at it as something separate from you like doesn't identify you with it as strongly like it's kind of looking at is it at it as something like outside of you to an extent yeah it's really yeah it kind of
2: just makes it more tangible too Mm -hmm. like yeah you're looking at it as this ticker and like you can fix something that you can
0: Mm -hmm.
2: imagine and see Mm -hmm. if it's just like your brain that's very like abstract
0: yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, You guys should listen to her talk about it. It's so interesting. Like I, cause I never had the vocabulary for it before, but I always felt that way. Like my whole life, like, Mm -hmm. and, um, to be able to put like, you know, verbiage to it is so, it's so amazing. Um, yeah. yeah, it's We're here only, that other people feel it. Yeah, hundred. It's not just like your brain. It's like, oh, we all feel it. We just didn't know what to call it. Right. Yeah. We didn't yeah. know what to. Yeah. Right. It's like, oh, like most other women feel that way. Oh my God, great. Like, wow. Okay, let's all yeah. talk about how we can like manage it. Yeah. yeah,
1: definitely. I've been trying to so much more. I because obviously our whole mission here is like to make other people feel less alone. And anytime that I'm starting to feel shame. Literally, I've been like calling it out in a sense of being like, oh, everybody feels this. (laughs) Like, I've just been assuming that everybody on the planet has felt what I've been feeling in that moment. And it really makes it so much less like heavy to carry no matter what it is.
0: Okay, so everybody knows how much I absolutely love skincare and how much I hate when your skin is like dry and dehydrated and crackly. It's not cute. It's not cute at all. Brenda was just talking to me about how her skin's feeling extra dry, but we have found the solution because one of my favorite brands, The Way, has come out with two amazing new products to help keep us moisturized and hydrated during this cold, cold winter. I'm talking about The Way Melrose Place Body Cream and The Way Melrose Place Body Cleanser. I never really think about the cleanser that I'm using on my body, but it is so important to take care of our body just as much as we're taking care of the skin on our face. After all, our body is the biggest organ and we better take care of it and i'm going to with the way melrose place body cleanser because it balances your skin without stripping it or leaving unwanted residue it gently cleanses and nourishes at the same time with a luxurious lather it's skin softening it has hydrating oils and it has high quality nourishing ingredients like jojoba seed oil and rosehip oil which i absolutely love and you can experience the new way melrose place body cream and body cleanser your body your way go to dot com and use code believe b-l-e-a-v to get 15% off your entire purchase that's 15% off your entire order at dot com. code believe go get slippery and hydrated girl hydration looks good on you One of my favorite things to do in the whole wide world is online shopping. Who doesn't love online shopping? And so I have my credit card information and my personal information saved on about like a hundred different websites. So I can like go in easily, get what I want, one, two, three, click, 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 all the information saved and have it shipped right to my house. I also travel a lot and work in public spaces a lot where I'm using public Wi-Fi. And I started to realize that hmm, maybe all of my personal information is not so safe just sitting there on the internet while I'm using public Wi-Fi or where someone can hack in and steal all my information. So this is where NordVPN comes into play. NordVPN is premium cybersecurity. It's also the fastest VPN in the whole wide world. So this is going to protect me and protect all of my personal information from hackers, anyone that's trying to do internet things that I don't understand and steal my information, which, uh, Nobody wants. So, NordVPN is the cybersecurity that we all need. Some of my favorite things about NordVPN are that I can access content from over 59 different countries by changing my virtual location with one click, which is so amazing if I'm traveling abroad and I want to watch Netflix or something. Also, like I said before, when I'm traveling, I'm often using unsecure airport or restaurant Wi Fi. Sometimes I like to work at a coffee shop, and public Wi Fi is notorious for being a hotbed for hackers to steal data, which is not good. So, NordVPN gives me some peace of mind when I'm doing that and my internet traffic is routed through a secure encrypted tunnel which protects my data and privacy whenever I'm on the web I could also have six devices on NordVPN which is absolutely crazy because that covers my laptop my phone my iPad Even my smart TV. So don't let yourself be vulnerable to hackers. NordVPN protects me and it can protect you too. Grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com believe or use the code believe. That's B-L-E-A-V to get up to 70% off your NordVPN plan plus one additional month for free. 70% off plus one additional month for free. It's also risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. A simple way to protect yourself and your information while doing what we're all best at doing scrolling on the web nord vpn but anyways to talk a
1: little bit about friendship woo, woo. what do you guys think so liz what do you think has helped us kind of sustain this friendship for this long even if there's been like ins and outs and off periods in college and whatever like what ha- what do you think has kept us kind of
3: going yeah I always do joke that like for a couple of years there I was like not born yet like I didn't exist anymore <laughs> you chose um, to but try. that was my own fault and I do I am self-aware and I do know that that was me but um I think that like thinking back to when we were kids we were just so unapologetically ourselves mm. and I think that because of that we knew each other on such a deep level and like just knew the ins and outs of each other. So as we grew up, like we've changed and grown so much, but like at our core, we're still those little theater girls running around the stage being loud and crazy and laughing. Like that's still us. So Mm -hmm. I think also I said laughing, really weird. Laughing. Um, Laughing. But yeah, I just think that like as we aged there's still that little childlike piece of all of us that like at our core like loved each other then and like still loves each other now like we just still get it
1: that's so beautiful i think i think that's actually like when you say it like that i think that's part of what makes us like look forward to being in a group together so much Mm. Is we like revert back to being we let it it, come out oh my god yeah. yeah we became friends
4: before like we had anything to like prove to other people or before we knew about like what clothes were cool or what makeup was cool because we were I mean mm. when we met you know I was in seventh grade and you guys were in like fifth and fourth grade yeah so like yeah. before anybody knew that like wearing whatever brand you were wearing wasn't cool we became friends before when we were just like you said unapolog- unapologetically ourselves we were just however we were and that's kind of and I also just feel like the community that we were in there kind of like encouraged us to be
3: ourselves. Oh yeah. hundred um, percent. The other night I was actually teaching with Lona, who was our director for oh. a bunch of stuff when we were kids, but she had this talk with our students about how the theater is a place where people who feel like they don't belong anywhere else come to feel like they are a part of something and to feel safe. Mm -hmm. And I almost started crying because I was like, that literally couldn't be more true. And I think that all of us in our own ways, especially at that age, when you're like, you don't even know what your body is doing or who you are as a person. And like, you just come to this place where you're all, you all have one collective mission Mm
1: -hmm. and it's
3: just to have fun and to be yourself and to have a good time. And I think that that just really made so much sense to me and it made me think of us honestly as children yeah
2: that's That's so beautiful it is right (laughs) and I I think for us go ahead uh, Ash another thing that like really has kept us all the way that we are is it sounds like very structured and it's not in the moment but like we literally go around when we're together and like just like debrief. Like yeah. Brenda, tell me every single thing that has happened <laughs> in the last two months right now. Kaylee, <laughs> hey, you're up. Like it's just like, it's like this, this, this like lightning round of information. So that like even if it's been two months since we've seen Julia, like we get that that update and we're right back where we were. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. yeah. Didn't we but just a joke that we should like make PowerPoint presentations before yes! we hang out? a yes! PowerPoint and then we'll just share it. And now people do that. That
2: is amazing.
1: I think we invented outlet. We invented no, it. So but it's funny because even when we were younger, like we used to do this, like now we do it in a vulnerable sense and like catching up of the crazy shit that happens in your twenties and like milestones and everything. But like, I remember even when we were, when we were younger and Kayleen was obviously always just a little bit older than us. And we would always look forward to like all these like crazy, like couple year older stories that she would have and share with yeah. us. Like we would like, oh, yeah, I thought yeah. she was nuts.
2: We love Kayleen <laughs> yeah. stories.
1: Like, story time. <laughs> <laughs> it's always thing. And I don't know, I think it, it like helped us cultivate that like sense of just care. Like I, I genuinely look forward to hearing like the ins and outs and the details. And we've just always been like that. So I love that it's something we've been able to keep up and regardless of what side of the United States we're on or whatever, I feel like we still are just like so invested in in, in what is going on. And we're also like receptive to sharing those details. So.
3: Yeah, Between yeah.
1: that and and what Liz said when she was telling that story about when yeah. about Lona just in general, like it's so true, and not that like maybe we like didn't fit in in school or something, but I think we just like cultivated such a sense of community within. This place, and it's so weird. Like whenever we go back there, like I get to the theater. That is everybody. Um, like I get such a weird, like the smell. And oh, like, yes, I'm smell. so
0: triggered by that smell.
3: It's yeah. just so familiar I get like I can close my noise.
0: eyes and smell it. You know, it's like that <laughs> yeah. that sense memory is so strong. Yeah. It yeah.
3: still smells the same too. It's oh, so yeah. crazy. what it is.
0: Wow. Next time in New York, I just want to walk in there just to like just <laughs> to smell get it. Get a away there was something too about like
4: having like, not to say that I ever had really a period in like middle school or high school where I didn't fit in. Like I've always had my home friends too, but it was so nice to always have this like other group of Mm. friends because in high school, like, an. I mean, middle school more so, but in high school, middle school, there were always points. Like I was in a friend group of 10 girls and there was always a point of like, who's mad at who? And, you know, the being an anxious person, I was always like, oh my God, am I going to be the one that's kicked Mm -hmm. out of the group this week? But it was nice to always know, like, I still have this whole other group of friends where it was never really like that for, you know, us. It never felt like I had to worry, like, is Julia mad at me this week? Like we never had that. And I think that might have been because of our age differences, like yeah. We were all going through different things at a different time,
3: That's so and we
4: are. I feel like we complement each other. Like we're all yeah. we have similarities, but we are all very different personalities. Yeah, but we were never really in that position where it's like, oh, you know, who was talking about who behind their back? Like we never really did that. So it was always refreshing to be like, okay, even if you know I get kicked out of my lunch table today in eighth grade. Like I still have my other friends. Like I still have that. And my, uh, like my school friends didn't have that. They had their school friends and that was it.
2: Yeah, Yeah. that was their
4: lifeline. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: I also feel like when I, when I was thinking about this earlier today in preparation for this episode, like I feel like, and I believe that you also all feel this way is that like we can come together and I can tell you guys anything and everything. And I don't ever feel scared to tell you things. I don't ever feel judged when I tell you things. Like, I feel so safe with you guys. I know you all have an opinion. And I know you all tell me it, which I want. But like, I never ever feel judged. Like I always feel so safe with you guys. And I don't know and maybe it's just because we've known each other so long or like what Liz was saying that we like came together in this community community that was so very open and accepting. And like, we all have like this similar like childlike thing within all of us. But like, I wonder if anyone has an explanation for it of like why you think that that is so true of our friendship. Like, like because I think you guys all feel that way as well. Like, yeah. ha- like what do you think? for anyone out like out there that is trying to cultivate that in their friendships like what do you think led to that because i feel so safe with you guys i feel like i can turn to any of you at any time in any place of my life with anything and i will feel supported and held and protected and safe and like what do you think has created that cuz i don't know if i have the answer for that part of it
2: yeah I think that having seen each other at low points is like Mm. a huge one. And I know that like, if you're thinking about people trying to make new friends, that's kind of a hard thing to do. Like, you're not just going to like throw yourself on the floor (laughs) with like your new friend, but we have all seen each other vulnerable and struggling. And I think that that set a precedent in our lives in every way. Like I'm more vulnerable with my boyfriend because I've been so vulnerable with you guys, or I'm more honest with my parents because I receive honesty from you guys. So I think that like, just kind of like setting that, that expectation to, for yourself to be vulnerable with people in your life kind of allows you to, to build these stronger connections.
0: And when you lead that way, people do usually
1: follow And that's what I was gonna say, Drew. Is I think that a big part of that has been like every time each of us have led, whether unintentionally and subconsciously, and just like a random breakdown, or whether intentionally being like this is fucking hard and I kind of don't want to share this, but I'm gonna do it anyway. I think it really does open that door for other people to do it. Like I feel like, I mean, we've been vulnerable prior to this show, but I do think that ever since like two years ago when we did start this podcast, like I think we've been incredibly intentional about just being like, yeah, don't have my shit together. Neither do you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's just made such a big difference. Like, I think we've all started to lead with that, break down our walls and it's allowed us to have a, such a, such a deep friendship because of it. Yeah. I really and do. And by think- no
2: means, does that mean that like our friendship is like hard and heavy all the time? Like we're coming no. to each other, just no. like fall
1: apart.
0: Oh. And I'm like, we're the
2: goofiest goofballs of all time. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs>
0: usually we're dancing next to the
2: poolside.
0: Oh yeah, there's a lot of this. <laughs>
1: A lot of this. Mm-hmm. Oh, a lot of this. A lot. Oh, this? this. Like goes like this,
3: and then this, is my grandma's <laughs> nipples. Yes. <Guess not. laughs> oh my <goodness.
2: laughs> However, we're also mad deep. We've got depth. So yeah deep. I think that also that's nice I know that don't- balance. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Balance with Brenda. <laughs> <laughs> That is important you though, see Kale. That every single time
0: the word balance comes out of either romance, we'll be like, oh, can you pass the smart balance butter? Balance with four <laughs> of <banana?" laughs> But Kayleen, that's a really good point because I feel like sometimes people have people in their life where it's like, well, this is my friend that I go to to be silly. This is my friend that I go to, to talk to about deep stuff. This is my friend that I go to, to go shopping. Like, I feel like you guys are all of that all of the time for me. Like, you're all of it
3: you're yeah, not just to, I think,
0: the one part of it.
3: I, I
4: think it was Friendsgiving, but I definitely was talking to Brenda and I had said, you know, like I, I would say of the five of us, I'm probably like the least vulnerable and that's like a me thing, but you are the friend group and I'm lucky to have, you know, a couple of like really great friend groups, but you are the friend group that I am the most vulnerable with and then like have the deepest conversations and do not ever feel like I can't share something, whether it's right, wrong. And I don't want to, I think it's all of us, you know, combining for that, but I really do feel like a lot of that has always stemmed from Brenda specifically. I feel like Brenda was always, I feel like Brenda naturally is a vulnerable, empathetic person. And that kind of has expanded to the rest of us, not to say any like you're not, but I just think that like Brenda, you've always been so open that it's like given us the permission to be really open and the ability to know that, like, I can tell you anything. I mean, I remember being like three years older than you, but you were still the person that I was like coming to with my problems in like 10th grade and you were in seventh grade. A I was the like, leader. Yeah. Yeah, really though. And especially just with like handling emotions, like you've always just been that person that like we can come to with no judgment. And I think that that has formulated like now a friend group where like, now I also can go to Elizabeth, Ashley, Julia with no judgment, but I do think it, you know, stemmed from you. Yeah, I agree.
1: I agree. Oh I, I didn't expect that. Yeah, why
3: is that? Oh, why is it precious, precious girl? Well, like, we naturally. It, yeah. 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 And when we were kids, if you think about it, when they had those like little groups that Ashley and I never were a part of, like Brenda was a part of all of the groups, like they all yeah, have their own little names. Me and Kayleen mm-hmm.
0: were the ones that were never a part of the group. You liars. You guys were, like liars. We were always at the parties. Me and Kayleen were never invited. Yeah, we never
4: got invited.
3: That's you nice. guys quit. No, we didn't. Yeah, you did. He <laughs> is coming. It's You, t- you guys we you were still. out of
2: the theater gang when
0: I entered
2: cuz I okay, was Okay, but, but lady, when we were we
0: never did theater with you, Ashley.
2: Never it. You had some children's theater.
0: But when we yeah. were still in the theater group, like we were never invited to a certain sibling's house that always had the parties. We were never invited. One time we invited ourselves and we were we felt ostracized. Oh my god. <laughs> Wait what? What did you go
2: to? Do you invited yourself to? What was was it? A birthday?
0: There, I I don't know. i There was a certain event at a certain siblings, two siblings, A, sibling, house. a certain sibling duo, a certain siblings.
1: Hope this duo. sibling
0: duo doesn't listen to this podcast. Yeah,
4: yeah they, they, you, they don't
1: you don't they know. You don't how funny do. would it be? I, I was asked for a link the other day, so they listen. You're Yay. lying we're not mad that at them we're just saying no, no, no. as but kids
2: as kids a little jealous that we got the <laughs> and they didn't
1: yeah oh that's all it is and that we started a show of wicked oh oh what oh my god <laughs> wait this is where we need to just really quickly nobody knows about this so it doesn't matter but like wasn't Ashley supposed to be Glinda <laughs> yeah so our friend Matt had this like brilliant idea
2: to like print out the entire wicked script off of like a sketchy website and it was literally 600 pages like truly I shit you not 600 pages like my poor dad's ink like sorry and and he Matt casted us cast casted cast he cast us by his complete own choice like they're were there auditions? Because I feel like no. Yes, of course. <laughs> were there auditions in Carly Aiello's house? I don't were there? I think so. In the I basement? So. No, ah. like I think in the, on the upstairs, like by the fireplace. Yeah. I was not
3: invited to this, just <laughs> so we know. I think
2: you had a part though. You might not have known. <laughs> yeah, you were Nessa. Wasn't she Nessa? Yeah, you were Nessa. Nessa. Nessa? Come on now.
4: What a good part. You don't have to walk at all. You yeah, get that's a great down. part. True.
3: And she part. has like one really good line and that's it yeah. yeah i feel like we i was saying this the other day too that was something we used to do all the time was we would cast ourselves or we would like guess and like figure out who was gonna play who and it never was the way we planned it like, <laughs> But like here's no one thing. ever got the part we thought wicked
2: the musical was going on the musical. <laughs> uh, we printed the scripts <laughs> and i was cast me I was a bass in high school, a bass ah. in women's choir. I was Galinda with a guh.
3: With a guh.
4: And Brenda Kaye. did not have the rights for this. The no, rights are I still not really out for like no, no, no,
3: no. Where was not. this production being put on? Carly I think house. <laughs> I, I can a big house. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. We were going to invite the whole
2: town. No, <laughs> the, the oh, whole yeah. town
0: was coming for our under wraps oh, production. We were production. planning like our outfits. Julia was five hundred feet away in her
4: old house, and you guys still didn't invite her.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was not. I was not cast in the and Wicked the musical. I'll tell you that. Oh, That's no. so true. I'll tell you that.
1: Julia but, was very close.
0: Yeah, I literally lived down the block. But yeah, I it, also man. like going on on you know how we all are like this like we all have. um every like all those things it's like the fun and the vulnerability and the this and the that and like I feel like whenever we're together we do usually all of that at once and like allowing ourselves to like go back a little bit to that childlike sense that originally bonded all of us that sense of like being silly and out there and you know like wanting to be on stage, literally, or metaphorically, like, we allow ourselves to kind of go back to that place when we're together. And I think that in a lot of our adult friendships, maybe with like newer friendships, like that's not always an easy place to, to get to or to do with people that maybe you don't, you know, have that past with. And I think that that's something that's so special about our relationship and something that I would like to take into my newer relationships of like, because that also is vulnerable, right? It's vulnerability in a different way. It's maybe not telling like our fears and our anxieties, but to be like a childlike version of yourself, that's full of like wonder and like uninhibited joy. Like that's
1: vulnerable. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I'm never afraid to like make a joke in front of you guys. No, never. I, you all know this but I feel like a large amount of like social anxiety that like no one really thinks I do because I'm this outgoing like spicy sausage spicy sausage but, love but our spicy sauce I'm like internally petrified most of the time but like <laughs> not with you guys I do worry about like my um my energy because I want to provide you with the energy that you that you have
1: for
4: me so crave. You, you always do. Don't worry. You always, you always yeah, do. never fail. I don't hold back
2: with you, bitches.
3: No, you always over- That's what we love about you, though. <laughs> <laughs> I know. But yeah. I was also thinking, like, the, the one- t- Not the one time, but the biggest time where I wasn't vulnerable with you guys, it was, like, the hardest of my mm-hmm. life. And the reason I wasn't vulnerable is because I know that you bitches will call me out on absolutely everything. And at that time, I was dating- someone that I should not have been in a relationship with and every single one of you would have been like you, you ready. are not meant to be with this person and I didn't want to hear it so therefore I pushed you all away we knew and we waited we were like she'll be back oh, yeah. Yeah. and you guys and, can wait for me and I am back we Thank definitely God. like said those exact we're back days. and better I'm than back. ever
0: yeah we exactly. said those exact that, words it's true we <laughs> did I think that's part of the caretaking though that like also is pretty really valuable in our friendship yeah. is that like yeah we were talking about that if, if, for lack of a better words behind your back for a long time But too. well that too But also, but it not because of like, we are talking shit about you, but it was because of like, we know our friend and we know her so well, and we know when she'll be open and ready to receive certain things. And we see that she's not ready to receive this yet. And like, really knowing your people deeply and like how people are going to receive things. Because like I said before, like, you guys will tell us, like, we all tell each other like it is like we give our Mm -hmm. opinion. We're not. We're, we're not void of opinion, but we know how, because we've been friends for so long, we know what each of us respond well to. Yeah. And so when we're giving our opinion or when we're giving advice, I think that we really take that into consideration, which yeah. makes that so much like easier to do because you know, in, in friendships where you don't have that, like you just might come out with your opinion and that person might not be ready to receive it, or they might not be able to receive it in that way. And that's something that I feel like is also so special about our dynamic is that like, we know when and how to give the opinion and to give the advice in
3: a way that is actually beneficial for the person receiving it and not selfish. A hundred percent. And I think that any time that we are talking quote unquote behind the other person's back, it's only because we're gonna tell them to their face. Oh, hundred you know, percent. It's just like how they're gonna tailor it. Yeah. Exactly.
4: I don't tailor. think
3: and I don't think there's anything that we've literally ever said about each other that we wouldn't say directly to each other's face. Definitely like, not. And I don't think the other person like whether they're projecting or anything, the way that they react, like I don't think they would ever take it personally. As an attack, like my friends are attacking me, like it's just not our dynamic.
2: No,
4: no. I think it all comes from a place of like genuine care and concern, and like saying like how open we are with each other. It's it's almost that feeling like when you guys are telling a story, like we're all very invested, like we're all equally invested in every little facet of that story. And with other friendships, sometimes you talk to someone and they're on their phone, they're not present, they're not listening to you. So it's like okay which it's fine. Like not everyone, you know, my, my bullshit is no one else's bullshit. So no one else has to care about what's going on in my life. But with our friend group, I always do feel like you all genuinely care and like ask for details and stuff. And if I'm not being open about it, you push me to be open and you push me to give more and expand more. So it is that like genuine care and concern. And then when we see someone's making not what we think is the best choice for them, we know like there's a different way that all of us would respond. So with the example that you know you just gave Liz, we knew like you just needed your time to figure it out. And we also knew like if we got in your face about it, you probably would have pushed us away even more.
1: So we were like, let's just wait and she'll be back.
4: And you are. Yeah. yeah.
1: And it, it's so cool to to think about like all the different moments. Like as I'm looking at each of you, I'm like, <laughs> I don't obviously remember you by your hard moments, but I'm just thinking about like the level of, of depth even over the years. Like I think about you, Ash, and like very early on in life traumatic breakups and I think about like crying in the car and like being vulnerable and then like vi- yeah like I just like our our nights used to end so often being in the car singing a song and then crying <laughs> um or like like Julia like I, rem- I just think about moments where like you know we always have this understanding of not no questions asked necessarily but like when it's a moment where you just need a, a place to sleep and a and a, a hand to hold and a movie to watch with a friend and like we'll talk about it in the morning like, like it was just no questions asked same with Kayleen like I just feel like I always I don't know I always felt this like <laughs> we always you, you know how we used to like be in re- Facebook relationships or sisters like I'm pretty sure you guys are all listed as like my actual siblings on Facebook <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which might be confusing for the world but that's okay probably not um but yeah just like so many things like I used to genuinely believe that my life was going to turn out exactly like Kayleen's like just because we had this very deep connection like she started wearing jeans at a specific point and I was like okay so that means that when I'm in this grade like I'm probably going to start wearing jeans like we just like <laughs> we're so
0: weird about jeans
1: <laughs> we yeah, were, were weird
0: about jeans for a long time I, I don't mean, know why jeans. that was a thing I was, I was always was wearing jeans I was we so weird about jeans for a little bit you were
3: I I think it's hard to wear
0: I jeans think... when you're chubby
3: as a kid <gasps> well and the disgusting part was when we started wearing jeans they were like colored they were like white oh. purple and low rise. low rise.
1: joe jonas oh no Maybe that was our inspo. Oh, Maybe that was inspo but it is cool like i will say it, it is really cool to be able to have relationships that are this open because even like now i obviously work with elizabeth and there are moments where we'll say something and then we'll wait a second. I'll be like, why did you say it like that? What's going on? What triggered you? And it's really interesting to like analyze things like that. But anyway, for those of you that are listening to the show right now and they're like, oh my God, we get it. You have deep friendships and I don't. And this is hard. Um, Just want to remind you in the same way that if it's a romantic relationship, if it's a friendship, whatever it is, your people are out there. It's just about stumbling across them. And with doing things like being your authentic self, you attract your people, you attract your tribe based on the energy that you put out there. And that's a huge reason as to why we've been able to cultivate this level of friendship. It's like, we have put out the energy that we wanted to attract. We've led by example. And I think that it's just made our relationship stronger. So don't feel like if you haven't found your people in your life now or yet that it's too late, it's never too late. Um, And if you guys haven't listened to beyond this episode, our episode with the lovely ladies of black girls texting are super helpful they give such awesome tips on like making new friends in your 20s so definitely check that one out
2: I also think that all of this can be applied in any in any like way you could Mm -hmm. think about it with like people that you work with and Mm -hmm. want to be vulnerable and honest with them and then you build a deeper connection you can think about with your family like it doesn't just have to be girlfriends
1: yeah yeah
0: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I think um, that it's funny yeah. to like, there. you know, there's like that, like, kind of like, um, I don't know what you would call it, like, sense that like, you know, you you make best friends with like the girls that you're in the bathroom with when you're like drunk and out at night, like you're you go into a bathroom with like girls and you're like immediately best friends for like the five minutes like, that you're in the bathroom. You. And you never yes. see them again. But because in the bathroom at like two in the morning, like, girls are really fucking vulnerable in the bathroom. Like someone's crying or someone's throwing up or someone is looking in the mirror and not liking what they're seeing. And like girls are, and then you see those girls being vulnerable and you just want to like jump in and help and be a friend. And it's like, I don't know this girl, but like that vulnerability like makes people, you know, also want to be vulnerable and makes people want to connect. And like, we can do that outside of the 2 a.m. bathroom
1: hmm for sure. Yeah.
3: Make you're yeah. notorious for doing it in the bathroom
1: though. Yeah. But it's also yeah. fun
3: in the bathroom.
1: Yeah. Iconic. Speaking sometimes we're being the bathroom, drunk in the bathroom. No, Speaking of being um, drunk in a bathroom, Brenda. Um, no, just that I feel like it would be good to end off this lovely, lovely show with a couple of things about taking it back a trip down memory lane. So, ladies, what would you say is one of your favorite memories that stands out when you think of our friendship?
3: Oh my gosh! Just one.
1: Our best day ever was
4: Julia's birthday brunch. Like that was the best day ever. That's the worst hangover (laughs) ever. There was no like vulnerability. I mean, well, actually, no, that's not true because at brunch we had like a lot of deep conversations, Mm
3: -hmm. and then
4: we were horribly overserved, and then we were even (laughs) more overserved by Ashley's parents back at her house. And I just feel like that day was just like that when you slept on the dog bed.
2: Yes. Yes. Yeah, it's yeah.
3: sleeping on the door. Yeah. Okay. also the night <laughs> when
2: Brenda said dear Jellia, dear, dear, dear
3: Jellia. That,
2: that Jellia day just has like so video. many.
4: And also another one that like came to my mind before when Brenda had sent us that text. And I'm sorry, Liz, you weren't a part of this one, but the night that we went to the crazy jester was like the Crazy oh, the, Jester. The wildest like it's that not, was like the only time were, I ever went to a bar underage you were oh all underage I was 21 and I was like oh my gosh where are we gonna go and it was the most like random decision to go out ever we were just like okay let's just like go to this random place and I just feel like we had like so many you also before. fell
2: down that day
4: <laughs> yeah, they- yeah
2: right and Brenda woke up in Julia Tolchin's uh foyer nude <laughs> with, with one shoe on that
0: was red, right, right? Julia lost her cell phone. I my mom watched Caitlyn fall into a bush. <laughs> she fell fully
2: like erect, like she was standing up. Straight I right went that. Back. You guys
3: oh, this it makes was, me feel so much FOMO right now. Elizabeth, no, no, no. you were I
0: invited, invited. I You were invited, Elizabeth. You chose not to come. Yeah, it was after
3: it was after a benefit that you all sang at me and Julia yes. oh yeah Yeah. Oh, I was okay hey, you guys might have been underage but I am younger you than really all underage, of you yeah. and I you vividly really, remember yeah I don't remember a lot but I do remember that night I was terrified to go out underage at that time like yeah truly terrified I can't believe I went I know I never. and I I got it was drunk
1: about, like we wanted to just like I was drunk I drink <laughs> that, that was crazy oh my and god and me and kelly like hard.
0: talked to this bartender for like three hours we were like you literally like a Daenerys married
2: Targaryen. man tried to marry you <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> oh my god, oh, what my god. Name? i don't know but i think you called him out when he dm'd me yeah he was sick in the head i said are you married sick
1: in the head and we were playing the piano. We're engaged or some shit. Yes, no, no. He he was engaged, and he came up to us while we were playing the piano, and he was like, "You girls want to get out of here?" Oh no! That's like, oh, what he said. Oh, that's what it felt like. <laughs> I, think like oh, I think he was like. She remembers the story. I think literally God. was like, "I know how to play the piano," and we we're like, "Oh,
0: look!" And we were like, "He's trying to." <laughs> Okay, well, if you're going to take anything away from this episode, it's go out underage with your friends. <laughs> no, don't say that no. joke. I'm joking, but it's the roaring, uh, 20s. It's the roaring 20s. And we're going to do a little part two next, just about some things about little away from friendship but just about what we've learned in our 20s and things that we wish that we knew earlier in our 20s so stay tuned and we'll be back with a quickie episode on all things 20s just say ta-ta for now pots ta-ta for now
1: now. goodbye
0: everybody everybody. thanks for listening to roaring 20s podcast be sure to rate and review wherever you get your podcasts and please subscribe you're never alone our pride sticks together Tune in every Monday and Thursday for new episodes of Roaring 20's podcast. You get to start your week with us and end your week with us. With, with love, you, Brenda, Brenda and Julia.